0: Hi, this is Bell Allerton again from Urban Tiger Radio. This week I'm going to bring you three tracks, the first one of which will be from Paul Middleton and his Angst Band. Following that will be a track from Polk, uh, you may never have heard of, but I hope you'll hear from again. And then one of my poems at the end, just to let you off lightly. The first track is from Paul Middleton and it's a track called Push Compelled. There are a few things you ought to know about Paul Middleton. Paul is a Sheffield lad, was born in Sheffield, raised in Parkgate and that's the South Yorkshire connection that I'm always looking for but now lives in Harrogate and he lives there and he plays every Wednesday night in the Blues Bar which is on Montpellier Parade which is just round the corner from Betty's. Now, Paul rocks the Blues Bar absolutely every Wednesday night. The Angst band are so tight, they're so used to playing together, you couldn't get a cigarette paper between them. They are absolutely amazing, they're in your face, the Blues Bar is only a small place, so if you like loud music and you want to feel really driven. Now the track I've chosen from Paul's Angst CD is called Pushed Compelled and One of the reasons I've chosen that is because I feel pushed, compelled several times a year to go to Harrogate, spend a night there, go in the Blues Bar and rock the night away until 12 o'clock listening to Paul. Paul, over a period of two or three years now, has become something of a friend of mine. He used to be a cabinet maker, actually, um, and a damn fine one at that, and uh, he's just given it up. One of the little laughs we have between us is that uh, he made me a a cabinet for my conservatory outstanding it is, to keep all my spices in, it's it's amazing but when I first saw it, actually I designed it so I can't blame anyone else other than myself, I said for God's sake Paul, you've made me Queequeg's Coffin, now anybody who doesn't know the, um, uh, about Queequeg's Coffin ought to go and read Moby Dick or watch the film at the very least, outstanding film and you will understand what I mean about it I came up with a small car to put this thing in, and we ended up with it sticking out the back. So there you go. That's my connection with with that anyway. That was my angst. Now it's called the Angst Band because they uh, the music is sort of uh, not angry. It's full of desire, I think, and maybe that's where the angst comes from. Paul is something of a poet. I do respect Paul as a poet, actually, because all his lyrics have a depth and a meaning behind them, and it's no more or less than you would expect of a really good poet. The music, they do all their own arrangements, it's all self penned and the music is fabulous. So, without any further ado, I will lead you into the first track this week, which is, as I said pushed compelled. When Paul plays this number in the blues bar, the whole joint rocks. People get up dance, the floor's bouncing the tables are bouncing the air is bouncing so kick off your shoes put out the cap and get ready to dance and bounce along with them and I hope that you feel as pushed compelled as I always do when I hear this I'm a fucking fucking motherfucker, I'm a fucking motherfucker,
1: I'm a fucking motherfucker, 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 I'm a 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 motherfucker, He felt pushed, compelled He was alive, he could breathe He was animated, he was replete Conscious, he was aware Enlightened, informed He was frightened, he was alone He felt detached, remote And how long, how long How long must he go on For that moment, he could break this spell. He was always asking questions, interrogating. He will protest. You see, he needed some answers, a response, a reply. He was asking for reason, purpose proof. He was searching for a vision. A revelation of you But how long, how long? How long must he go Waiting for that moment He could break this spell He wanted to believe Not to judge Not hypothesize You see, he needed a dream An aspiration Something to visualize Felt his eye had cravings, he had an appetite yeah. Well, the need to be touched to stroke, it needs be to strike But how long, how long, how long must he go on? He's waiting for that moment, he could break this spell, wanna break this spell isolation seclusion no he was searching for contact connection communication no he yearned affection attachment he yearned warmth but he needed an argument justification of cause but how long how long how long must he go in that moment, he could briefly spell it. and trust have self-belief have no doubts eradicate into humanity all the brutal all the cruel recognize his own peace find no conflict call a truce. but how long how long how long must he go on waiting for that moment he can break this spell
0: What more is there to say about that track it's an absolute stonker paul also writes very sensitive love songs would you credit and there are plenty more of paul's songs to come later paul is going to give me an interview he promises and then we will listen to two or three of the new tracks that he and the band have just penned and are busy recording at this moment coming up next i've got uh, a group called poke who were competitors in the Harlequin Quinn songwriting uh, competitions, and a very strong competitors they were too. They were always a delight to to see perform and to listen. They were composed of Richard Masters, uh, who did words, music, guitar, and vocals. Words, mu- sorry, words, mouth, and percussion. <laughs> Lynn Hodnett, which is quite an apt description, and. Uh, bass guitar was Dylan Davies and the drummer was Stephen Long now Polk were something of a one off in fact I gather they still are if you recall from Andy Whitehouse's interview Andy said that whenever you get Richard Masters and Lynn Hodnett together it goes absolutely bonkers and I think that's perfectly true. I'm going to bring you now a song called Bitter and Twisted from Polk. It's sort of Sums up their level of performance uh, in an absolutely masterful way. I think they're brilliant. I think they are absolutely original and a one-off. So here is Polk with bitter and twisted.
2: Just a little
0: did tell you that that was a little different and uh, that's about as different as you get I think it's absolutely wonderful in it's in its difference it's outstanding thank you very much Richard and I look forward very much to doing the interview with you in September right now I just want to bring you down a little bit and bring you back down to earth we've gone through Paul's music which was round and about 2015 and then we've gone to Richard Master's music, which was round and about, thinking about it, about this one, round about 20 years ago. So we're talking about 1995, six, seven. And now I want to take you all the way back to 1953. And back in 1953, I know the roads are quiet and there's not much traffic about. In fact, I think my dad had the first car on our street. But what I want you to do is hold my hand don't let me go, look both ways, and very, very carefully take me across the street to a place that I used to love more than anywhere else, and that's my nans. I remember the bitter brass smell of a shell-case, one each side of the mirror, and my fairground face in the well-polished curve of the side and had a cold touch of brass on the warmth of my skin in those tunnels of tarnish, captured the boredom in idle young hands, to take them on journeys of circular travels, in a world filled with bobbins and brooches, needles for darning, magnets with string in a whirlpool of tangles, elastic, strange coins, and the crinkled perimeters of old rubber bands. There was a mug on the mantel with nail files and pens that had nibs that were never exposed, and sharp-pointed pencils all stood to attention to admire their reflections in duplicate rows. The hearth was enamel on tin plate, with a pattern of lines both straight and prosaic, inside a fender of brass wrapped around blackened wood that penned in the bright-handled scuttle and pokers and irons that gleamed in black lead on mosaic, while the door of the oven had a rose carved in metal that was polished to catch the late evening sun, and the drawer with the lion's head handle frowned at small fingers with curious tremors, and threatened to bite when he'd found out what they'd done. The cold winter's fires were an artist's creation, stacked high to allow the long flickering flames to lap at the shores of still-pooled imagination. "'firing the devils inside me with names, "'crisping the skins of onion gravy "'on plates that were set beneath clean linen shrouds "'as my six-year-old heart chased the smell up the chimney "'and soared on French onion wings to the clouds. "'There were pennies.' and stockings that wrinkled on legs made of pipe stems, dark clipping rugs on the floor, and the smell of the spring and the droning of bees that came in with the smile on Winnie Legg's face round the jar in the door. My summer was window boxes, snapdragons and ashes, dark earth and peonies, butterflies, donkey stones and the path to the bin, lime-wash in toilets with cardinal red steps, and soft summer showers that spattered the washing Before we'd had a chance to bring it all in. In the cellar head, cool were enamelled green bread bins With letters in black on the side Milk bottles stood upright in water-filled pensions To keep from the heat of the brightness outside Morning fresh coal in galvanised buckets Dark smudges of footsteps on whitened stair treads And the mangle that hid by the dolly and posher and was covered with sheets that were ripped down the middle, and the ironing board cover, all hanging in threads. On the wall by the sideboard was a 15-amp socket, with plugs in adapters, in adapters, in adapters, that suckled the radio and the lights on the stairs, and the wire that led right up to Uncle Jim's bedroom, and the bulb that burned brighter if you jumped up to knock it, and lit up the camouflaged mustard gas cape that hangs on the door. "'but no one ever wears. "'The wires were curly and covered in cotton, "'and I mustn't touch them now, heaven forbid, "'and how a tin soldier poked in the hole "'would kill daft young children. "'But I was still always tempted to find out if it did. "'Grandad was nicotine fingers and woodbines "'and budgies that sat on his shoulder "'with hair in a shock of white silk "'that gave rise to the thought.' that perhaps as a child he'd poked in that hole with a soldier he was stubble in silver with a large corporation and known to us all as grumps on account of the grunt of disinclination he offered on days when he didn't agree with the things that you said then again on the days when he did He was full of strange quotes about neighbours and cats with rhymes and soft games that convinced me we were just the same age and struggled through crosswords with a pencil I'd sharpened especially for him and never complained at the holes in the page. His trousers were two different colours. The left leg was green with a well-darkened rim round the pocket where he kept all his cash. The other was grey and light-streaked from the times that he dropped and then rubbed in the fagash. Nan was frailty, wrapped loose around ramrods who surged through her day like the tide and dragged me, all questions and fingers and biscuits, to the co-op with the big slabs of butter inside. She'd tell me to watch as her money was fired to the box at the end of the wire and was gone, to return moments later. With a strip of white paper and she'd look down and say bet you can't remember my divvy number and I'd smile double five, double one six one she was wire rimmed glasses with hair in a bun and a face that bundled with three o'clock snores and awoke with a start to deny she'd been gone while I'd rummaged and rustled with bits of old lighters and pen knives I'd found in the sideboard drawers her house was bay-windowed lightning on close summer days, with doors propped so a thunderbolt dropped down the chimney could easily find its way out, and how the devil used flashers to spear children through windows, and the thunder was his victory shout. She wore dresses that hung long and straight from the shoulder, "'Her stockings held hollows that didn't quite meet, "'and her cardigan pocket had holes from the sparks "'that spit from the Yorkshire. "'But she'd never wear that one out on the street. "'Her fingers were long and newly arthritic, "'and I watched the flesh in between shrink away from her rings. "'When she dozed off, I would gently twist them and turn them, "'and she'd wake with a smile that said I was six.' And couldn't be expected to notice such things well i hope that's let you down gently and uh, and brought you one of my favourite memories don't forget if you want to hear any more of what you hear on urban tiger radio email me at urban tiger radio at gmail.com and i will tell you where you can find other tracks by andy whitehouse paul middleton people you hear from the Harley Quinn CD or even my own work. So don't forget, get that email in if you want to hear any more of these people or if there's anyone that you want me to play on Urban Tiger Radio. I look forward to hearing from you. Coming up soon will be interviews with Bryony Doran around the novel The China Bird, a collection of short stories, The Sand Eggs, which are stories of women denied a voice, and her poetry, Homefront, which is about the mother's tale of having a family member going off to fight. Well, that's all for this week's show, folks. I hope you enjoyed your free podcast from Urban Tiger Radio. And if you've hit that subscribe button, you'll be hearing from us again in a week's time. So it's a goodbye from me and a... (coughs) ...from Nelly. Goodbye.